Welcome to a brand new episode of Living Free. As always, the goal is to use our stories to change narratives. My guest today was born in South Africa, raised in London where she walked her way to stardom as a TV personality, an entrepreneur, a YouTuber, an influencer, and her first ever trans woman to be on the show. Without further ado, ladies, gentlemen, and my non-binary siblings, I am Daniel, your host, and I'm Living Free with Sarah Stevens. for coming on the show <laughs> it's already. a pleasure guys i'm so i'm just delighted to be here with you guys today and just to share my story you thank know. you thank you as a black trans woman i think there's so much more i can do and i'm just ready to tell the world who i am you see she started already <laughs> like this um yeah so i mean i follow you i admire what you do and i'm looking forward to an amazing conversation thank you so me. much thank you let's get right on to it yes i was gonna start with your Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> Your YouTube stories, the many, many stories you've told and mm-hmm. you know, I mean anytime your post comes up, I'm like, yeah, what what is the new story now? You know, I think you're so real, you're very honest, and you know, I guess the question is, because what you said was that was the surreal of like when you were twenty one and yeah. stuff like that, you know. When in I your younger. words you're like young and dumb and stuff, yeah. right? Um and you took a lot of risk. I did. So let me um, let me explain to the audience who's watching. So um, recently I came out. I came out on YouTube and Instagram and all sorts of social platforms. The reason why I chose these platforms is because I felt like that's the only way I was going to reach people. And by me sharing my story, honey, I went viral. It literally changed my life. I remember posting the video, making the video in my house, wow. putting my job on. The, uh, first of all, this is how it would happen. I quit my job. Wow. Yes. In September, I quit my job. I said, no more am I working, honey. I'm too, I'm too cute for that. Then wow. I made this video as soon as I got home at 5 p.m. I posted this video at half past seven. It went viral. My goodness, I could not believe that. Oh I just couldn't goodness. believe what happened. My whole life changed overnight. My phone wouldn't work. Instagram wouldn't work. My whole page just shut down. So for me, then I realized, my goodness, people are thirsty for this. People want to know more right. about being black and trans and my experiences. So that motivated that more. That motivated more. Right. And then I said to them, my goodness, I've actually, what I've done is actually monumental. And mm. I never even sit down and just say, my goodness, I've had a sex change. Like, right, who, who has right. done that in, in 2020? Right. So then I said to myself, maybe I should start telling my stories from the beginning. And hence why my Instagram stories and my YouTube stories are oh. so graphic because this was me when I was 18, 19, yeah. 21, when I was on the come up. Before I transitioned, before I was so beautiful, before I had knowledge and pride and confidence. I was just young and dumb, like I like to tell people. I was just young and dumb trying to make it. Well, so, something you say is like you're telling these stories now to teach someone I'm trying younger. to teach these stories to teach yeah. the younger audience that you don't have to trick men. Yes. And you don't have to put yourself in danger because lo- lots of trans girls are dying. And... Uh, I am now a spokesperson for the LGBT community and I, we are visible now and I need to kind of show them the positive change and that's why I'm telling the, my story. The news and stats we get from America, mm-hmm. black trans women, yeah. is just shocking. Do you know what? People say it's America, this country as well, this country is just unreported. And when it's unreported, wow. it's even more dangerous. But like I say, if you guys follow me on Instagram exclusively, SS, you guys will see and you guys will see my stories. Follow me on YouTube, mm. it's really exclusively, you guys will hear my stories and that's just 10% of yeah. really what's happened. Right. Um, but I'm a survivor, like I tell people. I tell my stories because I'm a survivor. Yes, yes, preach, preach. I'm a survivor, honey. <laughs> amen, in the amen, amen. Um, I guess the, the question about that is, so what would you say has changed? Like, what would you tell your younger self? My younger self. I would tell my younger self to be patient and you're going to eventually find you happy because I think I was looking for my happy through being with men and finding validation from men. 
Right. And that was really wrong. And when I was young, I started transitioning when I was about 17 in 2009. I remember I won Miss Carabana. It was like a big gay pageant in this country. I was oh. just a young boy, 17, underage. I went to this event. I've never dressed up as a woman. I've, I never kind of presented myself to the world. And when I did, I won. Wow. And winning that changed my yeah. life. Like, and then since then, I just realized, oh my God, people want to know me. <laughs> like, what the hell? Is, I was just this kid from Africa. Like, how, how can people want to know me? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And that really got to my head. And I had no guidance at that age, funny enough. Mm. And when you're 17 and everybody wants a piece of you, and you're getting paid a thousand pounds to come to a club, oh. you don't even have ID. Right. So it's just like, how the hell can I be normal? Right, right, yeah. right. That really oh, changed wow, my life. Wow, wow. Um, Let's go to growing up. Okay, growing up. What was growing up like as a trans woman in, in South Africa? I know it's, I know it's legal, but okay. we know what the social atmosphere is as well. So for me, I was born in South Africa in 1992 um, during apartheid. Nelson Mandela was due to come home. Hey, Nelson. But growing up in South Africa, I always knew because when I was five years old, I went to school for the first time hmm. and I realized, oh my God, why can't I go to the girls' toilet? The teacher wouldn't let me oh, go to the right. toilet where I wanted to go. But in my house, I could just go to the toilet. Right, yeah. So that's when the first time I realized, oh my goodness, I am, this is not for me. School It's not for me. I am a boy. The teacher said to me, I'm a boy. I said, no, I'm not. And I remember right. having an argument with her as a child. That was like the most, it was just bizarre. Like, how can I be five and tell my teacher I'm a, I'm a girl? And then I remember my parents having to take me to therapy in the 90s because... At that time, they were, transgender wasn't a thing. People didn't right. know about these things, especially in Africa. So it was really tough. I went to like five therapists probably from the wow. age of five till 11 wow. till I came to London because they thought I was crazy. They thought wow. I, there was something wrong with me. So um, the point you made about bathrooms, yeah, right? So because I know, you know, gender neutral bathrooms, I have some friends who still can't understand that. Okay. And what I tell them is the bathrooms in our houses are gender neutral. 100%. Right, so what would you say to that? Because how, I faced that, that so as a difficult? kid in the 90s, and I remember that traumatized me for life. And that was my first real experience of trauma. When people ask me, what, what does trauma mean in your life? That was my first real experience of a teacher pulling me and dragging me, telling me I'm a boy, I must use this toilet. And that was very traumatic to me. So I feel gender neutral toilets are amazing, but we live in a society where we can't force everyone to live how we live or see things how we see, but respect's a big thing. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, is you know, respect's a big thing. People, so yeah, that's why companies should have a gender neutral toilet and a male toilet and a female toilet so you can make that choice for yourself. Yeah, and it's all about choice. And that's what I've learned with the movement here in, 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 the, in the first world. It's all about choice, and we have that. So, why not? And yeah, the people who don't have choice, we have to teach them you can yeah. have choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Let's talk about family. Do you know what? One of my regrets actually is that I never saved my sperm when I had a sex change because right. now that I'm 20, I'm going to be 28. I just feel like I want to have kids and I want to be a parent so badly. Mm. It's like it's like my my my, my deepest desire right. to be a to be a parent to have a family. But so yeah. obviously you're out to your parent because oh out honey, to the world, I'm out so to the world, know. honey. She's global. What has been their reaction? <laughs> Do you know what? Um, I remember the first time my mom because I was a gay boy first because obviously when you're young and you're different, then they automatically tell you you're gay, so you believe you're gay. Yeah, and that's one of the titles I didn't like. I didn't want to be a gay boy. I didn't want to be. That wasn't who I am. I right. knew I wanted to be a woman. So I remember coming out as a gay boy when I was like 11. I came to London. I told my mom, listen, I like boys. You're about to leave me alone. Right. And my mom was a single mom. She was just like, oh my goodness, how do I deal with this kid? My mom didn't actually say much to me. My mom just thought I was just a, right. a child going through what I was going through. Obviously, I wasn't dating anyone. So they're coming out at 11. It's different to coming out 
at 17 because when I did it again at 17 I was a woman right so that was more damaging for my whole family because right. everybody was like how can you change your sex right. yeah how, how can you change your name yeah you're wearing wigs and wow. everybody was so traumatized because I've already done it once so coming out the second time as a woman at 17 really rocked them and not only did I come out I came out winning a pageant I was all over newspapers I was all over everywhere so they had it, to deal with yeah, that as well but I wasn't afraid because I always tell people coming out it's not about them it's about you and I wasn't afraid so, so you had come out to yourself. I come out to myself, but very, obviously very you important. announce it to your family and people who you yes. care about, and then you'll see who will respect you. Because coming out, I don't want you to... What, what I'm saying is that coming out, I think most people want people to accept it. You don't have to accept me. You have to respect hmm. me. I keep going back to respect. Don't accept, You don't have to accept me. That's your business. Preach. But you're going to respect me because I'm doing this for me. Preach. And that's what I say. Yeah. And again, just to reemphasize, is yeah. about doing the internal work first. Oh, like, honey, the internal work yourself. never stops. The work never stops. You never stop when it comes to finding yourself, discovering yourself. Whether you're straight, gay, bi, white, blue, red, green, the work never stops. It's, it's and a journey. Yes. For me, luckily, I've had loads of extensive therapy because before you transition, they give you like five years of therapy. So for mm. me, I've had a lot of time to speak and to understand myself and to love myself over and over again. And one thing I've learned in the last 10 years of transitioning is that it's okay to fail. And sometimes we're so afraid to fail ourselves that we wow. kind of run away from what's haunted us. And then you never wow. heal. And healing is important. I know we've touched on family and stuff. Yeah. But I just wanted to like ask for that. Because my relationship with my family changed when I came out. Okay. Right. I think it's still an ongoing process. Right. My mom mm -hmm. still hasn't come to terms with the fact that I'm gay. And I think for me, I've kind of accepted the fact that she would never accept me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of helped me move on. Mm -hmm. So like, are you still in touch with yours? You know, what is this situation? Okay. If you don't mind me asking. I'm, I'm open. Well, I want to first congratulate you for coming out and being proud of yourself and loving yourself enough to say, Cheers. this is who I am. Because that's where love begins, yeah. by accepting yourself. And for me, with my family, at the beginning, it wasn't easy. And that's why I was homeless for about three to four years. Because when I came out, I had all this fame and stardom. People wanted to know where I was, but nowhere to live. Because wow. I couldn't go home like that. I couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't be that person who they wanted me to be anymore. And I kind of said, then I'll leave. And I left. And no one stopped me. And do you know what? That's the best thing my mom did for me. Because it changed the way I see her and see myself. Because I had to grow up. And whether I was homeless and all my struggles, every, every mm. demon I went through at that time, I faced myself. And now I'm stronger. But now my mom, our relationship now is in a, in a great place. Okay. We're friends wow. now. Right. She's learned to understand me. She's learned, she's seen me grow. She's seen me stand. Right. She's seen me fail. She's seen me cry. She's seen me laugh. And there's many more to come for me and her. Right. But it's never going to be the same because essentially she's lost her son. Yeah. And I now yeah. as an adult understand that. But as mm. a, when I was younger, I didn't get why she right. couldn't love me the way I wanted her to love me. Does it make so sense? It's a two-way two thing. Well, I feel so. Yeah. I think everyone's, everyone's journey is so unique to their story. And that's why it's mm. important to tell your story. But I just learned it as I got older. I expected less, mm. less from her and more from me because I can wow. teach her and guide her because I'm the one who's making the change. I'm the one. And that's, that's taking responsibility for yourself. That's a, that's a new one, yeah. So, yeah. and I've got siblings who are younger than me, so however I project myself, however I introduce myself to them, that's how they're going to know me. And they yeah. know me as their sister. Yeah. So wow. for me, that's such a blessing. And I thank yeah. God every day that God has given me that. Yeah. So wow. I work very hard at maintaining those relationships who want to be yeah. in my life and around me. And I, I tend to give them the best of me because I feel like family is important. And, yeah. But in yeah. London, you can create your own family. Your yeah. friends become a family here yeah. in the first we, world. Yeah, we choose our families. Which, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's good because you know what they say, like, what doesn't break you makes you stronger. Yeah. So all of that has just made you the 
Like I told you, I, I don't like the woman. word strong. Go on. <laughs> the word strong gives me anxiety because when Coffee, you're strong. What is the synonym for strong? Do you know now? what? Strong uh, resilient. Reminds, hmm. Do you know what? I always say I'm sailing to my destination. Right. And I'm going to weather any storm, honey, but I'm sailing and I'm, and I'm not going to stop. So I admire you for I'm that. I'm sailing to my destination and sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes I don't wake up and I'm like, oh my mm. God, I can't live my life. Especially now that I've come out so publicly. Because mm. Listen, I was out 10 years ago. There wasn't social media. Right. Now the social media has changed and, and I came out again. Right. So coming out the third time, right. it's like now people are ridiculing me. People are talking bad. People have stalkers. People want to kill me. It is just really dangerous. And people think you live in London, you're safe. No, you're not. Because hmm. people are still transphobic. So for me now, I'm having a new anxiety. Like, wow. how do I walk? How do I talk? Yeah. Who, who knows me? Who doesn't yeah. know me? But unfortunately, that's the price I will pay because yeah. I want people to know and people to see that trans people can be visible. We are visible and we're making a change. So I'm Amen. fine. Amen. Amen. And you know what it's like? We, we always come out. Like, coming out is every day. <sighs> you know, like you come out to someone like... Honey, mm-hmm. just shaking someone's hand is coming out. Because so someone already assumes you're gay. Someone already assumed your chance. Okay, Everyone comes out or, to something. Yeah, yeah. But people are always going to judge you anyway. Get over that, honey. Just give them the best of you and simply move on. Now she's interviewing me now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's, it's, been, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's like sitting with Beyonce, honey. Oh. <laughs> okay, relationships. Okay. Oh, child. Should I just leave that vague to you? Or relationships, you, well. You want... So, at the beginning, I never used to date men because I used to trick men. I used to think, my goodness, men are so nasty out there. Men are vile, so all I wanted to do is get their money, take their money, and spend their money, okay? Right. And now, I've had a sex change for about six years now. So since I've had a sex change, I've stopped sex working, because I used to be a sex worker. Sex work is work. Do you know what, honey? (laughs) I pay my bills, girl. So for me, when I stopped sex working, I realized, oh my God, the reason why I done it is because I I was trying to fill a void. Right. Because I didn't allow myself to be loved, do you get it? And as soon as I stepped out of the sex work, I realized I could be loved. And the last six years, I've learned that. And I was single. I had little boyfriends. I went on dates and stuff, but I was single. But only now, six years later, after more therapy, right. I've allowed myself or allowed someone into my life. I've opened up a window for someone to say, you know what? You are worth it. And that's why I'm in my life with relationships. So you're not single at the moment. Well, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Prince Charming in my life who just, he's just amazing. Wow. He wows me. Every, wow. every chance he gets to, like, he sends wow. me flowers. He, he's oh, just amazing, beautiful. and for the first time in my life, I think I found someone who genuinely just that knows is, me. That is beautiful. I Thank can, you. I can relate to that. Yes. Are you in love? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Listen. I can tell. Yeah. My mind Love's is, all over yeah. your face. <laughs> he's amazing. You know, really? that person that supports you just mm-hmm. helps you to be better. Let me so, tell you um, a, a cool story about us. Go this new guy. So, New Year's Eve, this, so 2019 going to 2020 was the first time he asked me out. He's like... Because obviously we've been dating by years. Right. And he's like to me, 12, before 12, do you be my girlfriend? Exactly oh. on the door. And then he kissed me for the first time, like a movie. I was like, ah! oh. And all my friends were screaming and everybody was, it was like a, a proposal. It was magic. Oh, what a beautiful way to start it was, decade. But it was, do you know what? Good. It's beautiful, but I'm also scared now because now this time it's for real. Right. This time it's for love, you know? So, fingers crossed. It'll be fine. Thank and you too will be fine. You know, invite me to the wedding. Woo, amen, child. <laughs> I want to have a wedding in Africa actually, because in, in my country, South Africa, I mean, I'm so proud of South Africa. Oh yeah, so yeah. In South Africa, it is um, legal. Um, these marriages are legal, so I'm just really happy. And I want to get married in South Africa because I feel like I need to just go and give back and go and showcase this love in Africa and, and that visibility. The visibility so yet powerful. again, yeah. You mentioned therapy mm-hmm. you know, a lot in the course of this interview. Um, which I really 
I'm impressed about, right? Okay. Because, you know, as black people, sometimes we see therapy as a white thing. There is yeah, still that stigma to therapy and, you know, mental health yeah. is something we really do care about. Um, how's it been? Have you been looking after your mental health? Do you know, for me, mental health is very important, especially as a trans woman, because I feel like when you're trans, they diagnose you with gender dysphoria, which basically mm. means that you're in between genders and you're kind of crazy. Dysphoria means crazy. So then I had therapy, and those th that therapy was mainly just for my sex change. But I've realized in life, therapy doesn't have to mean a therapist or right. said it can be a friend, right. it can be a cousin, it can be your teacher. Therapy is every conversation you have, but it needs to be an honest conversation. I always tell mm. people to have an honest conversation, you have to be ready for that. Mm. So, for example, if me and you are friends and you're about to come up to me, I'll ask mm. you, beloved, are you ready right. for a real conversation? Yeah. Because we're going to have this in death therapy when you have deep, meaningful conversations. So you should be vulnerable with and Yeah, honest. being able to be vulnerable, honest. Right. And just to be in a safe space, because I feel mm. like therapy is that you, you feel like you're loved, so you can share. Mm. Mm. And that was my therapy. But going back to therapy in the last five years was basically me to heal myself. Because after everything I've been through in the last 10 years, I felt like therapy didn't heal me. Mm. My life healed me. So wow. therapy didn't heal me. My whole life healed me. But understanding my life was because of therapy. But if okay. I didn't speak to someone, I wouldn't right. have a chance to process everything I've been through. And discover, right. Yeah, because right. I feel like when we go through things, it's like a mask. So every time you experience something, you just put a, a the mask mm. on, mask on, mask on, and then sometimes you have a breakdown and it all just unveils. Yeah, and yeah. With therapy, it helps you kind of take those masks off from yourself, so there's less pressure. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's always great to speak to someone anyway. Yeah, therapy is expensive though, I'm <laughs> just saying. Oh. Yeah, but I think just, you know, speaking to someone you, you speaking trust. Speaking to someone you trust is important, honest, yeah. That's really, that's really cool. And also yeah. not being afraid to kind of just be easy on yourself because I feel like we also tough on ourselves. Mm. So be easy on yourself. And for me, that that's also therapy when you can do it with yourself because yeah. you have to stay with yourself, live with yourself, sleep with yourself. So. Whatever makes you happy. Cool. Happy is also a strong word. I, I don't like words so like that because these strong... words are so cliche that people throw out. But there's so much more deeper mm. things than someone saying, oh, are you happy today? There's someone saying, are you happy today? I'm like, mind your business. Because no. Oh. It's so, like, no. Like, I'll, I'll be lying if I told you I'm happy today. Because there's so much mm. things that went on today. Why didn't you ask me so you what's happening in your life? What's happening with your family? How's right. your friends treating you? Why don't you ask me real questions? So you feel like we're just throwing those Yeah, words people out. throw those things out because it's just small talk. I don't do small talk, honey. Too busy. Oh. Hello. Okay. Sorrel's schooling me. Ooh, yay. <laughs> Sorrel can school a lot of people, but I, I told you why I don't like doing interviews and why I don't like doing sit downs because I feel like the narrative of trans has changed and mm. people just want to tell their own sick stories about us transgender people and it's not true. So I think I, you know, you are one vocal person. Who oh, thank you. You're, you care and yeah. you're passionate about I care a lot, yeah. Even though it's risky, but you oh, know why risky. you're doing it. So. But the reason why I chose to do this today with you guys, with Living Free, is because you guys are my allies. And I feel like oh, as the LGBT you. and you guys are doing amazing things. And I want to do way more in the community than I am doing. Thank you. So I'm putting that out there. So I'm really proud of you guys and your platform and what yes. you have. And thank thanks for having much. me. No, thanks for coming, <laughs> you know, to teach us and to mm -hmm. inspire us. Let's talk about advice. So someone is watching, mm -hmm. because... Most of our audience are in Africa, right? Yeah, so Nigeria, Africa. whatever, you know, and um, someone is struggling mm -hmm. with their gender identity, you know, or sexual orientation, whatever. What would you say to that person? Well, I get this question all the time when I do Instagram Live because I feel like loads of people are in Africa, so they're always in Africa, in Ghana, Nigeria. Someone was in Togo the other day. I was like, all right, girl, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> and they, were, they always ask me about this. What advice would I give? I don't have any advice for you. Right. All I'm going to tell you is that you be you. And love yourself. I'm not mm. a therapist, so me advising you, I don't know your situation. I think another question is so like, the world is not advice, but what, what I can tell them that my story mm. is unique mm. to me, so is their story unique to them. True, true. And to kind of love themselves, yeah. be easy on themselves, yeah, that is and follow your heart. That's so the most powerful one, actually. Follow yourself. your heart. I, yeah. I, 
I can't advise them. It's just such a strong word. I, too much responsibility for me. No, no, but Liz, you're... You I'm honest them. about it. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. them to follow their heart. And, yeah. Yeah, and don't be afraid to fail, like I said again. That's my advice. That would be my advice. Don't be afraid to fail. And pick yourself back up. Yeah, but also know that you're where you are in your dangers and know your perimeter because I feel yeah, like it's so easy so for me. Then let, me let me go into why I don't want to specifically give advice because mm. I live in a first world country where I have so much security. Yes, it's dangerous, but I have freedoms. Yeah. And I don't want to give them advice based on my freedoms. Does it make sense? Yeah. I don't want to give people a false hope of perception. Yeah. So what I want to tell them, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And nothing is easy because it wasn't easy for me either. But what you got to do is be ready to kind of take that step. And when you're ready, you're going to know you are. Yeah. And I guess, you know, what we do this show is just to send that validation. Oh, you validation? Know, watching to okay. Like, Actually... You know, I can be black and oh, you can and be black love and trans. myself. Yeah, and love so yourself. Like that, you know, of course, not to come out and have love. Like Nigeria. And yeah. have love, and all these things are possible. But like, I go back again. It starts yeah. with yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the part. Because it starts with yourself, and then that's how stories begin. We share stories. Because if if I didn't discover myself, I could have mm. never shared my story to you, on which you and your audience. Does it make sense? Yeah, perfectly. You know, report says if you don't love yourself, how can you love someone else? Hundred so. percent. But I do tell everybody who's watching that. Just know there's hope because when I was when I was young and as a child in Africa, I remember dreaming that when I came to London one day, I would be this woman and honey, I'm lo and behold, I'm living my dream. Wow. So dreams, dreams do come, come true. true. <laughs> <laughs> so dreams oh, do come wow. true. Oh God. Okay. Our last question. Yeah. What should we expect from Sorel in say, 20... five, ten years from now? Well, first of all, I'm gonna write this book. This book is definitely gonna come out hard copy. I want to go, I want to do more school tours because I do a lot of speaking engagements at the minute. Oh, nice. Good. So that's really fun just to kind of educate young people. And I start very young, Good. 11 to 15, because they need to know that this is what trans looks like. And the most common question I get is like, oh my God, are you real? Someone oh. asked me if I'm real. I said, yeah. Oh. And I shook their hand and they couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they thought it's not real. And I was like, no, oh. trans is real, honey. And they're like, but you're black. I was like, yo, <laughs> who is this child? <laughs> Yeah. But you know what? That and like that, inspired, that inspired me to even do more. more but in yeah. the next five years, for me, I want to be more global. I want to be more in Africa. And I want to do more for my community and for communities outside because I feel like you have to educate them. Yeah. And just, I want to, my, my, my big goal is to actually open up a sanctuary and like, um, you know how they have a YMCA here in, in this country? Yeah. I want to open up one for trans and wow. people like myself wow. In, wow. in South Africa and maybe go global with it. I want to wow. give my people a safe space and a place where they can live, learn, educate themselves, be healthy, and just a place for love. So that's oh. what I want. Wow, I feel like this should not come to an end. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thank you very, very much. Oh, like, I feel inspired. Oh, and I'm you. very, very confident someone is watching and they're feeling validated by your story. Amen. Um, and of course, you're always a friend on, you know, to the show. Thank you again. Please follow um, Sorel. Exclusive. It's exclusively SS on Instagram and on YouTube. It's Sorel exclusively. Yes. Thank you so much for watching, you guys. You guys have been amazing. Follow me. She's and closing the show amazing. Already. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you subscribe and follow Sorel on Instagram. Thank exclusively you. SS. Till I see you next time. Keep living free. Keep feeling free. Goodbye. Bye.